helping you live well, stay well, while keeping pace with today's rapidly changing healthcare environment. That's Summit Medical Group. And now it's time for SMG Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. What is the relationship between sleep and diabetes? Research has shown that sleeping an average of five hours or less can increase your risk for type 2 diabetes, but many Americans get poor sleep because we lead such stressful lives. My guest today is Dr. Jeff Bauman. He's an endocrinologist at Summit Medical Group and a practitioner at SMG's Diabetes Live Well program. Welcome to the show, Dr. Bauman. Let's start with sleep. Before we get on to stress, how important is sleep to our overall health and what is that relationship that it might have to diabetes? Yeah, thank you very much for having me on the show, Melanie. So sleep is extremely important. Um, Research has shown that with sleep deprivation, uh, that increases the risk of many um, health issues, including increasing weight with obesity, risk of cardiovascular disease, and specifically diabetes, which we'll focus on today. Um, and it's an interesting parallel because with sleep deprivation, um, we, we know that insulin resistance, which is the underlying cause of the most common type of diabetes, which is type 2, um, insulin resistance increases with sleep deprivation. Thus, our blood sugars are higher um, when we're sleep deprived. But it's not just that, that when we're sleep deprived, many of us make less healthy choices when we're, when we're um, sleep deprived because we're looking for energy. So we go to the, to the unhealthy, quick choices. We, um, we often are too tired to, to stick with our, our exercise program, which is kind of a double whammy with, with diabetes um, and with weight. So, um, yes, definitely sleep is important. The, the amount of sleep that everyone needs is really individualized. Some people need as little as maybe six hours. Some people need, you know, eight or ten hours. So finding that right balance for you is, is really important. Okay, so if people are not getting enough sleep and we are such a stressed out society with the electronics and rushing around and getting everything done and everything needs to be done just right now, what do you tell people, Dr. Bauman, as your most important advice of you know, balancing that's, that's a, that? Yeah, that's a great question. And it really is about balance. You know, I always refer back to the you know, four basic pillars of health. Um, we always think of nutrition and, and exercise as, as being you know, the most important, but there are only two of the four pillars. The other two um, are stress and sleep, which is what we're talking about. Um, and it's not so much getting any one of the pillars perfect. It's about getting the balance to be just right for you. So um, as, you, as you said, a lot of us do feel like we're under a lot of stress, and many of us find the easiest thing that we can do is to take away our sleep to get everything done. But we can be much more efficient during the day and manage our health better when we have better, better sleep. You know, I always think of, you know, sleep, you know, the primary goal for sleep is, is to restore. Um, when we get restored to sleep, we, we do healthier things, we feel better, we're more alert, we do less unhealthy things, and, and ultimately our health is better. But, and the most important thing, I think, is we feel our best. Um, so... In terms of the electronics, you know, it's interesting that there's a lot of push, you know, as we have become a very electronic uh, age, um, a lot of us use our electronic devices at nighttime, which has been shown to negatively affect our sleep. Um, so, you know, there are simple things that we can do um, at night. Um, I think of sleep as a sleep hygiene is the term that we would use in terms of the, the routine that we do at night really does kind of get ourselves ready to kind of get into that restorative sleep. So turning off the electronics at a certain hour. Um, you know, studies have shown that just turning the TV off at 10 o'clock at night will improve sleep cycles for many Americans. Um, interestingly, there's uh, a lot of people use these smartphones, and the, 
the newest things that are coming out, they actually change the coloring of the smartphone so that it's less um, um, affecting our sleep in a negative way. Um, it's a, more of a, a yellow tone. So things like that actually um, will improve, improve your sleep. And when you wake up in the morning and you see a better blood sugar and you feel better, you'll know you're on the, you're on the right track. Does lack of sleep and or stress, can that mimic insulin resistance? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, studies have definitely shown that with, with poor sleep um, and with increasing stress, those two factors do contribute to increasing insulin resistance. You know, insulin, the primary uh, job of insulin is to utilize glucose, which is blood sugar, better. And when insulin doesn't work well, you know, we call that insulin resistance, blood sugars are higher. And with stress, you know, many of us um, deal with stress, whether it be physical, mental, or, or a combination thereof. Uh, we know that stress definitely increases hormones that will increase insulin resistance. Um, you know, we think of the, the fight or flight, you know, an animal that, that's in danger. You know, the hormones like epinephrine and cortisol rise, and that is trying to get increased blood sugar so that the animal can have energy to get away from the, the danger. Well, when we're under stress, that's happening all the time. Um, people know it when they're um, going through a, a significant illness or they're uh, a major stress, but really it's even small stresses has been shown to, to uh, increasing these, these hormones. So, you know, with patient, when, as patients check their blood sugars, you know, I, I tell them, I said, listen, you, you have a great tool to, to um, correlate your stress with your blood sugars because I tell people when they check their blood sugar, just make a, a, a little note next to the blood sugar when you write down in your blood sugar log. Make a note, make a note of, um, let's say, 1 to 10, what your stress level is at that moment right next to your blood sugar. And people will see a pattern of the higher the stress level that they indicate, the higher the blood sugars often are. So if you can focus on how to improve how we manage stress, you're ultimately going to see improvement in your blood sugars, but as I mentioned before, improvement in your overall health and well-being. Dr. Bauman, I want to talk about stress reduction techniques and especially for diabetes, but we've seen this link and you keep, people keep hearing about it in the media between obesity and lack of sleep and then, of course, type 2 diabetes being one of the risks of obesity and comorbidities. Where does melatonin levels fit into that? Can a diabetic who's having trouble sleeping take a melatonin supplement? Is there a correlation there at all? Well, sure. There's, there's always going to be association studies in terms of trying to determine what is it, like wh why is it that when we're under stress um, and we're overweight, why is it that, that it does affect our sleep cycle? And there's not going to be probably one answer. I think it is going to be multiple factors. Um, each one factor may have a small or larger role, but I think it's going to be multifactorial. Uh, melatonin is, is obviously linked with sleep. We all know uh, melatonin has been often recommended for jet lag and short-term um, sleep aid which it does work um, when, when people take it um, in a, in a short-term way. It does work. Whether or not, whether or not that's the only um, um, issue or the only answer, I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, I, I do believe that we, we were built to not have to take supplements and drugs, but when needed, I think it's, it, it can be useful to get people back on track. I think the, you know, um, the, the idea is to get a better balance of sleep, uh, stress, eating, and, and uh, exercise. And I think when we find that balance, all four, four will improve. And we're not talking about just for a few months. Uh, we're talking about, you know, for, for life, um, because health and diabetes is for life. It's not just for a few months. Yeah. 
What about stress reduction techniques? What do you like to tell your patients about whether yoga, exercise, massage, acupuncture, any of these things to help relieve some of that stress and anxiety that we all feel? Yeah, yeah, it, it's so it's so important to to make a note that stress is is how you feel about stress around you. It's these are external factors that many of us face, but it's how our our bodies and our minds manage the stress, and that's what ultimately causes the the uh, higher blood sugars and the higher blood pressure and so forth. So, finding techniques to manage that better. Um, is really individualized. Um, some people definitely find benefit with yoga and relaxation techniques. Um, some people find, you know, many people find exercise is a great stress relief. Um, not only does it, it sort of, quote-unquote, burn off the stress, um, allows us to refocus on, on our, our health, but ultimately doing, of course, exercise is going to have additional benefits with lowering blood sugar and blood pressure and getting us to sleep better because um, exercise is definitely linked with, with good sleeping habits. So, but really, you got to find what works for you. Some people um, um, uh, definitely talking with someone, a friend or family, to kind of you know unload some of the, the stress that they may be keeping inside. Some people see a cognitive behavioral therapist. I think that's a great idea for many people, many patients, as a short-term way to kind of help manage, help to learn how to manage stress. Because again, it's not so much the trigger, although certainly some triggers are worse than others in terms of stress. It's how we respond, and when we take sort of what, what might be kind of a negative stress and we turn it more into a positive stress, uh, a positive um, outlay, that's certainly going to make us better. I mean, I, I think of, you know, a, a, a bad winter storm, you know, and that many people get all stressed about that. But if we think about, well, what are the positive things we can do? Well, we can light a fire, we can make s'mores with the kids. I mean, there's a lot of different things we can do to turn sort of negative things into more positive energy. And I think that's going to ultimately help us live, you know, healthier lives. Such absolutely great advice, and what a great way to wrap it up. And why should people come, diabetic specifically, to Summit Medical Group for their care? The key is that you mentioned team. Um, it's not just about one provider. Um, I, I'm only one sort of uh, spoke in the wheel of, of diabetes health team. Um, it, it does require a team. You know, at the center of the team, of course, is the patient. You know, the patient, you know, a patient that takes ownership of their health and get engaged with their health are going to end up being the most successful with, with managing their health. But um, the players that they have in their team, certainly their providers, they've got nurse educators, they've got diabetes educators as well. We have the medical assistants. We have an entire team dedicated to providing the resources and the guidance to, have, to help patients um, make healthier choices and ultimately live healthier, longer lives. Thank you so much, Dr. Bauman, for being with us. It's great information. You're listening to SMG Radio. And for more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.